Welcome to another episode of the Bench Time Podcast, presented by HO Scale Customs. Now buckle up, you fine scale freaks. What is going on? And welcome to episode 41 of the Bench Time Podcast with Todd and Brett Wiley of HOScaleCustoms.com. This week, we have uh, no guests for you. Sorry. Um, that's a lot. Where, where are they? Uh, they just disappeared. I guess <laughs> they're all on holiday. But uh, we got we got guests coming in the future. We just don't have up. one this week. Right, right. We got yes. a few lined up, but just us this week. So um, I wanted to jump in real quick and thank our newest patron um, or patrons. I don't know if I hit these last week, so I'm sorry if I did it twice and I read your name twice. You won't care. But we picked up David Smith, Bruce Harrison, and Bill Sartori. Bill was actually a guest on last week's episode, so thanks a lot, guys. And um, it, it means a lot. You uh, are the reason that the show... You are the bomb! Right. You're the reason that this show is improving, and this week's episode is brought to you by our patrons. So you guys all rock. Uh, keep it up. Keep up the good work. And, right. uh, well... You're helping us keep up the good work. So with that, let's jump into this week's episode. What do you got on store for us here today, Dad? Well, today we're going to, since we don't have a guest, this is fine. It's an old, old school format, you and I. Going back to our roots. Going to the roots. And, uh, Let me just start it out today. by saying that the Capitals opened up. It's Capital season again, baby. Oh, no. And the Capitals opened up their home opener on the Stanley Cup banner night with a shutout and they scored a touchdown <laughs> against the Boston Bruins. So if any of our listeners, I know we've got a lot of guests from up in the North, you know, New, New England. England area. If you're Bruins fans, sorry, not sorry. Uh, <laughs> our team put the, put the foot on your throat, on the Bruins throat last night. And tonight uh, they got the Penguins. And I think Bill Sartori is the Penguins fan listening. Yeah. So, hey, for for at least just for tonight, Bill, there's a little bit of a rivalry. Tomorrow morning, it's all over. Yeah. Back to uh, back to being friends. But uh, yeah, I want to see number eighty-seven smeared over glass. Oh no! Oh my god! <laughs> hey, I'm trying to keep it friendly here. I'm trying to keep it friendly. But so anyhow, hey, it's uh, a yeah. good good rivalry. Tonight's big, another game. Big, big but sports fans. Anyways, it's hockey season, and it is like Christmas for me. I this it's the most wonderful right. time of the year. But back into this. Let's get back into the episode here. Yeah, please. Okay. So um, so what we're going to do today, since there's no guests, we're going to touch on something else we're going to talk today a lot about and something we have covered a little, little on little things. But we're going to talk to you about your workbench area, your storage, your organization, how to keep it organized and efficient and Basically, turn it everything into um, your turn your workbench area or whatever workspace you have into your own personal studio of sorts, and we'll get to that. Um, but that's going to be the be the thing today: how you keep uh, everything organized and stored, and what we do, some ideas, um, and hopefully it'll help everybody. Uh, maybe we'll pick up some ideas after we're done that you can uh, send us uh, some you know, emails or messages and, and, uh, let us know how you do it. But, uh, we'll get to that today too. Uh, let's jump into our patron question of the week real quick before oh, okay. we go into everything else. Sure. Um, so, and by the way, I, I just gotta say, and this is, if you're part of our overtime at the bench, um, group page on Facebook, the, there's some conversation going on, uh, unrelated. Some of it's related to model railroading. Some of it's not, some of it's kind of related, but 
Lynn, I know you're listening right now. The magazine rack. Uh, I'm hoping that just the model railroader magazine is yours in that in that post, and, and you weren't reading the Women's Health or the, like the Vanity Fair magazines. But hey, I mean, I if think you that are, was at the doctor's office. Oh well, I'm hoping he only was reading the the model railroader one and not the. <laughs> I uh, think what he was trying to say is he put. Oh he no, he did. He stuck them in the, there. He did. Yeah, he did. But I'm just saying. I'm hoping he's only reading the Model Railroader ones, and he didn't stick the other magazines there too. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Lynn. It's all good. Yeah. But uh, it's, that's, like bustle, there's man. some fun stuff in that overtime um, patron only group on Facebook, and there's also the patron questions of the week. So if you want to become a patron like our three new patrons that I had just announced at the beginning of the show, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash ho scale customs and become a patron of our show, and you can join in on some fun conversation. A little bit of a a little bit of a camaraderie back and forth and some fun, but most of the part, most of the time we're talking about modeling. But this week we have um, two topics from. Oh, we have three. Uh, Ron, Clace mm-hmm. asks: uh, Are there any structures that you wish were available but aren't made yet? Docks, waterfronts, yard scenery, lineside industry, standalone structures. Um, and then he, yes. at the bottom, he put a little laughy face. He says, "I might know a guy that can make that happen," but. Uh, I think I, we've talked about this before. Actually, I got some. We have a we on an old episode, Ron. We put oh, up yeah. we put up a a list of of structures we wish would were made, and a lot of them right. were like civic structures. Yeah, and 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 since since we had that post, I have not seen anything come out. Uh, I've seen all kinds of new stuff coming out on the market. Some amazing stuff going out right now. In new kits, and I've yet to see. I want a damn firehouse. I want a good-looking firehouse, not some basic, some simple basic structure. I want something, you know, it's got some mustard to it. You know, I mean, it's just got that has you know a definite unique look to fit a town, an old firehouse, but you know, craftsman kit quality, and not this, not this simple, you know. Just a, I don't know. Some of them look so damn simple and plain. Right. Uh, I want something not too huge. What? You know, just you know, fits two trucks. And some of and, the firehouses are they look European or they're yeah, like they're they're they there's a a lot of the firehouses I've seen are either like you said they're too big yeah. or they're over the top or they're modern. And I've seen a lot of them that are just like European a European style building right. and. I don't know. And dude, I don't know anything about firehouses. I don't know anything about fire trucks or any of that. But I got some fire trucks, and every town generally does have a firehouse. We need a firehouse. That, we were talking about schools, hospitals, that type of thing. I mean, hospitals are weird because it takes up a lot of space, and they wouldn't be found usually around a lot of train tracks. Although, you know, in a big city, like we we, we have a photo or two on our website somewhere of, that you put up. Uh, you took from the hospital when uh, granddaughter yeah. was being yep. born of uh, some tracks that were near the hospital and some railroad stuff. So, I mean, but, you know, these are these are types of buildings that, you know, that you do not see in my railroad. Now, they may not be exciting. It's not a bar and a pub. And, you know, that's great. I mean, I seem to think that we get into a routine that is it's a uh, it's a lot uh, of because. Yeah, I was gonna say our routine seems to be bars, uh, 
dockside buildings and mm-hmm. factories. Which factories right. are cool, don't get me wrong. Sure. Um but it's but, a it's a lot of bars, hotels, factories and uh dockside buildings. Right. And I think what it is is From garages. There's a million garages. Garage. I mean, why is this? And there's gas simple. stations. Well, also, well, it, I think it, it is simple. Some of them are simpler. However, I think more so is that predominantly this hobby is men. Yeah. And we are men. And we like to think of manly type <laughs> We're men. And, I want some men. I want some you meat. Know? I want some beer. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but we think about things when we build them in, a, in this in whole. More, well, in a more industrious um, right. And why? Way. Because we're in our workbench area, which is basically for us model railroaders is our man cave is this. Right. I'm in my man cave when I'm sitting here right now <laughs> at the workbench. Right. Okay. And as a result, I'm I'm not thinking about a hospital and a schoolyard. I'm thinking about, you know, a beer pub and some French fries and a, and filling up my, my car with some gasoline and getting under the hood. You know, th- these are the things that the men think of. And I'm not trying to make this a... Uh, you know, this is not a gender thing so much as the fact that it is predominantly a gender subject. I mean, right. no, a, a gender. Some, there are yeah. some. There's some women in the hobby that we oh, run across. Um, obviously, sure. we had one on our show, and and we'll have one soon on our show. But um, no, but I agree with what you're saying. It's it is it's very industrious, and I think that's just reflective of uh, and, of the the large uh, the larger majority of the hobby. Uh, right. But I do feel, and to answer, to wrap up Ron's question, um, I feel like structures that we would like to see built are, and they could be obviously always made into something other than what they, I mean, everyone's going to bash the kid anyways and turn it into something right. else. But things like s- schools, simple schools, simple uh, small firehouses, like older police stations, police stations, firehouses, but small, yeah. like small, not another damn courthouse, but by small there. town no more courthouses, small town stuff, not like necessarily big, big center city buildings. That's not what we need. Cause yeah. I think a lot of us do model um, like Stephen Hayworth. He, he was on our show and he's a patron as well. He, he, he models um, a large scale layout where there's small towns spread out throughout his layout. So, you know, small police station wouldn't, would make sense or a small courthouse or small right. schoolhouses, um, little post offices, small little corner post offices or ones that you can tuck back inside buildings. Yeah. And these aren't buildings that need to be monstrous. I mean, uh, right. I, th- I think of my local small town post office. It's like, it's like a tiny little rinky dink. It's, it's like the size of a, Two porta potties put together. It's right. tiny, but uh, <laughs> you know, it's yeah, uh, and you know on a modern railroad you got you got mailboxes, you got the, yeah. the sidewalk style mailboxes, you have mailboxes on country roads, and you got you know might even have a mail truck on your on your layout. Okay, another. But there oh, ain't a I got dang, one. Go ahead. A, there's it's not a goddamn post I, office anywhere. I got one. I got the yeah. building, and it's a dock. And I'm thinking waterfront. I'm looking at my waterfront right now. I love waterfront stuff. I by got, the way. I got the, I got the waterfront building. I don't know if if it's out there. Someone put a link in the comments on the face on our Facebook or whatever Twitter. It someone t- point us in the right direction if it's out there. But you know when you go to the beach, and there's the board like the boardwalk. I'm sorry, not the boardwalk, the pier. Like there's a pier and usually in the middle of the pier, right at the beginning where it touches the boardwalk, there's like that big 
pier building that just covers the whole pier. Yeah. It's like built into the pier. Like some of the piers you have to cross through the building. It's like a shop to get right. onto the pier. I want to see a kit like that. I want to see a yeah. I want to see a kit that is a and it, obviously the pier is the the variable because everyone's pier is going to be different length or and you might not right. be able to provide all that lumber, but some kind of a building that would be able to be stuck on top of a pier like that, which is right. I, don't, I don't know what they call that building, the pier building. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Usually, ask for tourists and stuff to go out. Yeah, there but even when you see even when you see old school pictures from like the forties and even fifties yeah, and thirties, they have these monstrous, real wide sprawling like patchwork style buildings on yeah. these piers. Um, that and have I'm like on that on ours, they have like the candy steins and fishing lure yeah. advertisements and stuff because obviously right. people are going out there to fish. But that yeah. would be a a badass building to I think to have. Yeah. Um, I always, yep. and I like seeing those even when I go to the beach, just because mm-hmm. they have so much character. They're so heavy on top of that pier. I don't yeah. know if it's something you could do. I just thought about it anyways. Right. Um, cool. If you can, I'll just scratch build it, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to be the, the, the pier in Chicago. The other goes thing, out on the, the other yeah, thing, it doesn't have to be like that, but geez, I mean, get, yeah. The other ahead. thing I think I haven't seen, and this will be it. I'll be done with this. The one thing I haven't seen a lot of with scratch builds are, uh, um, I mean, not, not scratch builds, I'm sorry, craftsman kits are unique signal towers or unique, like, uh, road, uh, railroad side buildings. Um, they used to have a ton of them. And I, I mean, there's less and less and less of that stuff now. I would love to pick up a, a, really cool unique signal tower and i know i'm right. working on one it's plastic it didn't turn it's not turning out how i wanted it right uh, i should have known because it's a plastic fill kit but whatever um uh, a cool signal tower would be cool too so there, there's a lot of signal towers out there in the craftsman kits yeah um but you know some more and more of those companies that are the companies that are now putting less of that out Maybe because there was was an abundance of it, and I, I'm seeing less of the I signal just, towers yeah, I see and less things of like them. that, or so. not just a signal tower, other little roadside like crossing I mean, sheds, uh, sh- yeah, 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 crossing sheds and shanties and things like that that you would find tr- trackside. You know, what you, know, you, know what you don't see many of at all, and this will be it. We got to move on. Uh, yeah. Is over the track buildings? Yeah. Any kind of yeah, like yeah. any kind of industry building that goes over the track. I have one, and it's a uh, what's the name of that plastic kit I got? That's the forge, the iron forge. Who's the manufacturer of that? I can't remember who that. It's it's that like was. three it's three letters, but anyways, yeah, uh, it's like, like an acronym name, right? Oh, that's and, an over the track building, and right, and over you know, and and what I'd like to see in the over track building, to be honest with you, is if we all talk about. You know, George Selyus, and we talk about his models and stuff, and everybody's kind of trying to, you know, reinvent him. Resurrect and, that, and put yeah. In, yeah, and, they're, you know, we're putting out you know, products that he used to do and things like that, which is all awesome, and I think it's wonderful. But, you know what, he has, on his on his Franklin South Manchester, there were several buildings that crossed over the track that were track structures or railroad-type structures that actually, you know, had... Uh, Things that went over top of the track, yeah, yeah, and they were all in wood, and they were awesome looking. Well, and there's and some stone cast stuff, stuff he had like that, that again. 
he had some stone cast things as well. But yes. uh, anyways, all right, we got to move on. So yes, the, next question. We got we got a couple more questions. Actually, Dan, as we were on here, just said something. So, um, a West Coast style sawmill, a small ferry for slip car. Oh, I think he was actually. I think Greg was replying to. Yeah, no one. Okay. He was. Uh, yeah, it just wasn't a reply. Right. All right. He has a question though as well. So Greg okay, Baker. Mountain Grove Greg or Greg Baker asks favorite type of roof shingle and what material are they made from, which are easiest to use and any that you would avoid. So my favorite type of roof shingle is the uh, laser cut ones that and I actually I didn't get them on a roof. I got them and I used them as siding, but they're like a shake. It's like a paper shake siding that was cut from a, a, mm-hmm. a Foss scale kit. Okay. Um, that was my favorite. I know you just got my favorite. Was, my favorite was the shake shingles that from I got Kenny. from Kenny Crump uh, from Casey's workshop. I don't know if those he, are for sale yet, though. Are they, they are not yet, but uh, we need to. Kenny needs to get them in gear <laughs> and put them out there. They right. were badass. They, they were too totally badass. Awesome. Easy to work with. They were. Um, they were. They were a I lot also, of fun. They're very well defined. I also like the ones, and I. I think it's Those, also by just the way, like, are wood, real wood, wood shingles. Right. That's what. Okay. So the, just saying the ones I was yeah. using are paper. Um, yeah. The other ones that I liked and I, I'm pretty sure that bar mills just cut them uh, on their own. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. They might've bought them, but they were just on a, they were just a sticker, like a, a paper right. sticker and they cut them to look like a, like a ceramic shingle, like a ceramic right. roof. Uh, those are pretty cool. I haven't had one that was, that I would avoid or had a hard time we love with yet. Roofs, so, but I like, yeah. And I like, I like roofs. Uh, the stick on paper is probably my favorite that I've used. Yeah. And that came in the bar mills kit. Yeah. Um, and Ron, even Ron, who asked the first question was replying with the same thing. He liked, he's tried to stick on paper and laser board, uh, and real wood. They all use They all have pluses and minuses and, and Ron's right. right. Um, I think they all have their pluses and minuses. P- stick on paper is easier to use. Laser board, which is like the siding that I used on the uh, Foscale kit, um, yeah. it's a little more detailed and it it's thinner and more pliable. Uh, right. Real real wood, less pliable, probably way more detailed yeah. um, and way more realistic looking as far as a roofing material. Right, um, like the wood, real wood veneer shingles that I got. Right, yep. right. Uh, yeah. So they all do have their pluses and minuses. So I, I mean, yeah. it's no more tar paper for a little while, people. Yeah, I mean, I'm so I mean, tired of tar I, paper. I'm seeing tar paper. I hey, look, I love tar paper, and if you're going to use it, that's great because predominantly, I guess, you know, maybe a lot of roofs had tar paper. But but here's the thing: if you're going to have it. Bury it up. Don't give everybody black tar paper. Not every building in town had black tar paper. You know, some people painted their tar paper roofs uh, in reds or 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 rust colors or you know, like a brownish color. Um, you know, make a green one now and then. I mean, there, there's there's all kinds of you, you, tar paper goes a long way. Um, I, I love seeing it, but I'm seeing it on a ton of models and. Right. I'll be honest with you. I drive through some towns and stuff I, a lot. Not, I'm not going to lie. Towns, I don't see a lot of tar paper. I'm not going to lie either. I've um, I've been getting in the kits that I've done recently. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've done a, I have only done a couple. I've I've been yeah. Anyways, I've been busy, but uh, I've scrapped the tar paper roofs that came with yeah. uh my kits. I made one, the Faircloth Oyster one. I turned it into a metal roof. Um, mm-hmm. the Roland's welding, which I'm working on right now, completely metal roof, and that and that had tar paper incorporated with right. metal. It was kind of a mix. Um, yeah. 
I think I did. Yeah, the last like three or four kits I've done, I've actually scrapped the tar paper and did my own thing because I'm t- I'm so tired of it. I'm doing. I'm, I did. I just did a metal roof uh, just now on the one I'm working on. I did a metal roof on another scratch built that I had. Um, I uh, don't get me wrong. I throw the tar paper roofs in right, there, but right. metal roofs. I I go into a town and see uh, old towns. Okay, and I look at the roofs now when I drive into a town, especially from uphill heading into town. And, um, well, I drive by a couple on my way home from work and, and as I, as I on the interstate, you're driving by, you can look at the roofs and these are old buildings. Now right. it's current modern day, but I see a lot of metal roofs. I see a, more metal roofs than I see tar paper roofs. Let's put it that way. And I think you'll see tar paper roofs more on, on a lot of older residential homes and towns you know like uh, row homes and things like that right but i think see on businesses and things i think you see more metal roofing right nope. so, especially on the slanted or pitched roofs i agree uh, especially out where we yeah. live uh, a little more rural. flat roofs flat roofs i do see more tar paper roof right but, okay yeah. all right next question dan asked what tool doesn't exist that you wish did uh, and real quick, we got two funny answers, and then I'll get into ours. Um, Greg, Mountain Grove Greg says, a cloning machine, uh, my, my clone can go to work, and I can go, I can build models. And uh, <laughs> Dave Dave Cruzwick said, uh, a push-button automatic window glazer. And I'm going to add to Dave's answer, um, the tool that I wished existed but doesn't is a uh, automatic window painter. Uh-huh. I wish I had a little machine on a conveyor belt that I could cut all my windows out, put them on the conveyor belt. They come out, the, put them on a conveyor belt. They come out the other side, painted, done, dried, ready to put on a on a building. Uh, that would that, be awesome. I would never. I would. Yeah, I would actually. I'm going to work on that, and uh, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to sell pre-painted windows to the scale model hobby, and. Uh, Make I'm gonna make millions of dollars. Watch watch out. I'm coming. I'm telling you, you know, the other thing is um like Dave Criswick has a great idea if you ever come up with it. I I want one of those machines as well. I haven't I, I hate glazing window. I love the look of a glazed window. I hate glazing the windows by putting, you know, um either canopy glue or something. Right. We talked about this in the past. I have nightmares with it. I get frustrated with it. I, I actually get to the point where I want to throw windows across the room. <laughs> I get that on any window doing anything with it. Um, I hate windows. However, um, you know, obviously you have to have windows on your building. Right, right. But, but I love I love the glazed windows, and yet they are the biggest nightmare for me. I have a bad luck with it. And a lot of people are good at it. I'm just not. All right. So. Well, that wraps up our questions of the week from our patrons. If you want to become a patron, go to patreon.com forward slash HOScale Customs and uh, become a patron. So at least a dollar a month, um, is, and it goes up from there, and there's different levels of uh, patronage. But yeah. you can join in on the fun, get uh, get on the show, and have a little piece of the show. So thanks, guys. Those were actually awesome questions this week. I, uh, that was yeah. That was awesome. I appreciate it. Yeah, um, and, yeah, that's awesome. And Lynn, thank you for donating your magazines to the doctor's office um, rack. Yes, that, that's that's killer. Yes. Uh, but yes. anyways, all right, let's jump into our next segment, and that is uh, organizing the um, organizing your layout and or or your working area. So um, I'll let okay. you, I'll let you lead off with it. This week we're going to talk about mm-hmm. how we stay organized. 
Well, I mean, which I don't. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. We're just gonna start out that way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I think we all have this issue. We have our workbench. We have many tools. We have all our kits. We have all our scenery material. Our our uh, chemicals that we use to paint with or clean paint up with or, or the weather with or with our glues are, you know, these, oh, all these quick. things. Hang on. Before we do that, I want to correct myself before Lynn has to. Uh, he left oh, his, my word. Go ahead. He left his magazines on the cruise ship library. Not, and that's even cooler. Not on, I thought it was, and, and you said doctor's office, so that's why I was going. Oh, with. I thought it was doctor's office. No, he, he left them on the cruise ship. Oh. Uh, he, he pictures okay. of my magazines left on the cruise ship library. Okay. Anyways. You know where I got doctor's office? Uh, the Modelers Forum had another guy talking <laughs> oh, about. Oh, that's, yes. About that, and he said about putting him in a doctor's office. Right. My bad. Anyways. I got it mixed up. That's even cooler okay. that you left him on a cruise ship. But anyways, back on the uh, organizing. Okay, so yeah. I mean, we have all these things that we have that we use, and it has to go somewhere. We need to keep it organized. And, you know, and you'll get online, and you'll go to Facebook or Instagram or other places, and there's even a Facebook group out there on, you know, uh, workbenches and organizing and, and stuff. There actually is. I mean, I, I swear there is a group on how to organize your workbenches for model railroading, and that's all <laughs> they talk about. That's all they're allowed to talk about. If you talk about anything else, you get, get the band hammer if you talk about something else. Yeah. Man, well, I, I, what hey, the hell well, that man? means we can share this week's episode with that group. Yeah, I, I, I do it anyway. <laughs> so it, it's um, um. Hold on, my wife is looking for something. Keep talking. Keep talking. And Roll she with wants it. To so here, you get go. out of here, mom. Uh, yes. Okay. Out. Out. This is anyhow. this is this is uh, <laughs> modeling time. Red said, "This is modeling time." She gonna shut up. All so right. anyhow, I've been told not to talk about it. <laughs> anyhow, we have um, you know, we 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 want our. This is what we just talked about earlier. This is our workspace. This is where we work. This is our man cave of sorts or or person cave or woman cave. Okay. It's our modeling cave. Modeling cave. This is where we go. We're modelers. And I, you know, don't get me wrong. I love my sports and I want to watch my sports and, you know, and I'll go do that in my other man cave. Okay. That's fine. That's my living room with a recliner (laughs) and all the other sports cave. For my relaxation, this is where I go. I don't want it to be a hairy, scary mess. This is where I chill out, relax. I have a beer and 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 or whatever beverage I'm drinking, um, and and some snacks, and I'll sit here and I'll work on some stuff. Hopefully, I don't eat those small things and and by mistake. But um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know? think prize or figures that's are very nutritious. Having snacks in there, you don't pick up the right snack, and you stick something else in your mouth when you're not looking because you're concentrating. Anyhow. Um, but you know, this is your space area and, and you want to kind of, you want to make it yours and you want to make it efficient and there's lots of ways to do it. And we're going to talk today about storage and how we organize things, how Brett does not organize things. And then, um, <laughs> is, uh, Brett, Brett is getting better and better. When, hey, when we first got into this hobby, well, when we first got into this hobby, <laughs> your, your workbench was a shithole. Guess and what? Then, I like yes. my shithole. <laughs> that sounded really bad. That sounded really bad. It is. I'm sorry. We don't. Uh, you know, I hey, apologize to you people listen. out there. If you hear a swear word on hey, here, whoa, we whoa, don't whoa. promise you. 
I got to I got to I got to right, say Okay, this. all right, all right. We don't promise you if you hear some swearing, we try not to do it as much as possible. Sometimes it just comes out naturally. It's it's us in our workspace just like we're saying and I'm not going to swear. We don't I'm not, not putting not. I'm not going to put swear words unnecessarily in front of things like right. how, if I'm describing something, but right. but my bench is a complete disaster, and I and that's yes. and sometimes shithole is the only word that, that right. can be put towards it. So we're not saying that we're PG or P or R or anything. And I else. might have to put we're the, just being us. So I might, if, we, if it slips, it slips. I might put the you know might have to put the explicit tag on that one because we said it like four times now. But uh, okay, well then you can go back through and cut it out. Whatever. So, no, I'm not cutting it out. We're gonna keep it in. We're rolling with okay. this. Anyways, yeah. But yeah, man up. I will so admit anyhow, that I will studios. admit that I will admit that my layout, I mean my work area, not the layout, my work area um it's a work area and it's how it yeah. looks and if you come right. down it's just like a home with kids. I'm sure right. most of you listeners have had kids or have kids or no no someone has kids. Your house looks like it's lived in cuz you got kids. So yeah. my workbench and my work area now that it's migrated to a whole another table with this podcast. Mm-hmm. It looks like a work area. I mean, I work here right. and I write articles down here, which I have a couple articles to publish, but I work down here. So uh, at the end of the night when I'm tired and there's, it's time to pack up, yep. I don't, I can't, I can't clean it up. I, I'll just resume work when I come back down and everything right. will be where it was. Um, exactly. And I but, get but, but when you come down and you see it, or if someone were to just come here <laughs> and visit, they wouldn't realize, and I'm sure they would if they were also modelers, but like right now, Right beside my laptop, I got a whole container of, or a whole ball jar, like a mason jar of, of stain that's just sitting there randomly. And you would have no yeah. idea why it's there. You would probably wonder why it's there. Yeah. But I was working on something, and that's where it's set. And I'm gonna resume work on that thing. So that's where it is. It's convenient to where I'm working. And, and I get that. And that's how you work. But and other that's people, what we're talk about. but other people will see that and they think it's, you know, a mess. Right. Well, I mean, it's to what you need. And like I said, we get online and on Facebook or these places and you'll see people take photos of their workbench area and you'll go, oh, my God. It's like it's like a professional art studio. Jason Jensen, who's out there, probably listening. And uh, we all know who he is. And, and you know, Jason's a great guy. We love him. He's a good friend of ours. And I see photos of his workbench area, and I just hey, was like, he actually oh, my showed God. It's it the like other night on that live video. It's like a doctor's office. Huh? He showed it the other night on that live video, and, uh, yeah. and you got to see the other side of Jason's pristine oh, workbench. Yeah. And, uh, and it, you know, it makes it humbles it. It makes it look a little bit more, uh, more worked in. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, most of the time when I've seen his workbench, it is absolutely, he has you, some photos of it up there as spotless. You need to, and it's all white, pristine, and everything else. Yeah. Well, and you that's need, great. You got to watch. I would love to have that. You got to watch. And I, and I, Lynn was commenting on it too during that live video uh, that Jason had the other night. Yeah. You'll have to, you'll have to check out when he turns the camera. And mm-hmm. and he completely turns the camera on his workbench and where he was he was showing off the new kit that Casey's workshop selling that he worked with him on. Um, oh, beautiful! But yep. uh, you got to see the other side of Jason's work area, and it was awesome. It was so cool. <laughs> he showed us the whole layout and everything. Um, right. And it was it was humbling because he's got track pieces that aren't even they're not even down. They're not you know 
nothing's in, there's there's sections that are really organized and really nice and there's sections that look like they're being worked on and that's like yeah. everyone's everyone's stuff yeah our layout <laughs> oh my god so it's uh <laughs> you know but we i've seen photos of these all these people's workbenches and they're they're pristine and i've seen some that are you know worked in and and it's what works for you i mean if you need to have your space that and that's what we'll touch on first if you need to have your space to be super clean to work that's great you have to balance that out and there's advantages and disadvantages to that and you know the advantages is it, the advantage is this you know where everything is you have your you know you know how to reach things you know how uh to you know you know where it's been put the, the key is you're comfortable where you work right and you're comfortable and if you there are disadvantages if you are absolutely too clean and everything is put away <laughs> I know for a fact because I do it. I am very. You lose work. I am time. not far off of a Jason. I'm very close to being a. My workbench can rival Jason's in the ways. Okay. Well, and you lose. What's that? You lose working time. Right. It is uh, you lose if you make it too organized and always am trying to tidy up and everything else. You lose work time because you're always cleaning up. You have things put away that you soon forget about. Um. Or the fear. And the fear is, oh, my God, if I get that out, I'm going to make a mess here. Don't ever get into that fear. Okay? Because yep. if you oh, get into that, you, know yeah, what you won't greatest, get any work done. <laughs> you know what the greatest part about my workbench is? And it's a it's about due for its yearly thing, is my workbench is plywood and two-by-fours. Yep. And when it gets dirty, mm-hmm. I take the good old can of white paint and I r- clean off the bench top. Take the white paint roller and right over the top of the workbench. Brand new. He does. He's not lying. Brand new coat of white paint for the year, and then it is a bright, brand new white uh, uh, workbench for the year. So uh, I will never have a workbench made of anything else, just because of the fact that I can paint it, clean it off, paint it. It looks brand new, and it's nice and white and, and and shiny for at least a day until I work on it again. Right. Well, let's get on to what we got going on. He's absolutely right, by the way. He paints the top of his workbench, when, and then when it's done, it looks beautiful. The whole workbench okay? is white. It's it's actually brilliant. In about five years or six years from now, he's going to have six inches of paint on. Well, his yeah. Well, you know, I'll have to I'll have to raise the height of the stool about every six years. <laughs> uh, but okay, so so how do we do it? Okay, here's some ideas, and you know, I like these are things I like, and I'm, I'm sure Brett can chime in here, but. Um, uh, these are things that, that help, uh, help me out. I have a bookshelf here in the back. This is an old style bookshelf. It sits behind my workbench on it is on it is storage containers, um, that are compartmentalized kind of like, um, well, actually I buy them there. I go to a place like Walmart and go to their sporting good department. Don't go to the art department. You can get the little plastic clear cases with the dividers in them. If you go to the art department, I swear you'll pay uh, maybe a third more if you buy them there. If you go to the sporting good department in the fishing section, you will get the exact same thing. It'll cost you pennies on – well, not pennies. It'll cost you a couple dollars, but it won't be as much as the other – 
sometimes you buy them and you'll get double packs or triple packs of them. Right. And uh, they're stackable. They're nice. You can store a million little tiny itty bitty parts in them. I have all my small little die cast parts and and uh, you know plastic resin parts and things like that. They're small detail things. I have stacks up. Uh, just all compartmentalized, so I know what I have, what I need, um, you know, figures, that type of thing. So I have them stacked on this bookshelf behind me. Um, I also have I keep on that's a five that's a five shelf bookshelf. It's like twenty nine ninety nine at any freaking uh, Target or wherever you go or Walmart or wherever. Um, it's a just a simple bookshelf, and um, I keep the top. One for the top shelf for any of the kits that I finish. I store them up there until I'm ready to take them and put them on the layout um, or take them to Brett's house to put on the layout. Um, and then you know, the, on top of the bookshelf, I have you know all my bottles, like uh, uh, any bottles that have stuff in them that's excess. Like I buy things in bulk. So I'll sit them on top, you know, like uh, any extras. extra. Yeah, right. Any extra bottles of like uh, isopurple alcohol and things like that, I stack them up on top. Okay, um, but these are there's a million ways to store your stuff, and then you have all the shelves to store store these containers. Um, but bookshelves are awesome. Shelves that you can attach to the wall, uh, wall mounted shelves, even as wire rack shelves. You can buy them, uh, you know, anywhere that they, you know, any home goods store, and you can just a couple screws and they screw into the wall, and they're nice and sturdy. Wire right. rack shelves are cool. Well, I'll tell you why. Why rack wells? Wire rack. Wire rack. Wire rack shelves are cool because they are made of wire, uh, thick, heavy, you know, whatever they are. Um, but they have little you know, slots down in between them and are made of you know, heavy round material, um, like wi- heavy wire, I guess, or wire rack. But you can <laughs> use twisty ties and tie things to them. And, uh, you know, it's, it's amazing what you can consider uh, ways to put, res- you know, make resources from a, a wire rack shelf. I mean, there's all things you, all kinds of things you can attach to the underside of the wire rack shelf. Things you, you know, obviously put things on top of the shelf. Um, I shelving is awesome, no matter what you use. Uh, shelving is great. Right. Um, it's also a great place to store any unfinished kits or kits you that you're uh, hoarding uh, to sell on eBay or whatever you, you non-milers do. And um, and then, of course, uh, you know, that's one of the things. You were going to say something when I talked about shelves. Well, I was just going to say, you know, for me in a basement, I have I have a block wall. So uh, mm-hmm. the ability for me to put a bunch of shelving on the wall is harder. I mean, I have a hammer drill and I could, but I don't want to be drilling a whole bunch of wa- holes into my block wall. Um, so mm-hmm. for me, I think the like $30 plastic... Uh, I, they're like, I think they're made by Plano, actually, like the tackle right. box company. But the shelving that is, uh, it's like a four or five shelf uh, plastic shelf from Plano. You can get them at Lowe's. You can get them elsewhere as well. But uh, right. those are awesome for me just because we're in the basement. Yeah. I don't want to screw a bunch of stuff in their wall. And uh, those are great. By yeah. The way. But so we have, we have a lot of stuff on them and right. uh, a lot of just small stackable 
stuff as yeah, well. We, we put a lot of our we put a lot of our workbench, I mean our layout stuff on that shelf. Right. You know. So, so that's the that's the alternative is uh, if you don't right. want to screw into a wall, then sure. you, you can get stackable shelving or or modular shelving like like what I have in the basement. Right. You don't have to spend a lot of money on this stuff to be organized. Even for my workbench itself, um, I have a. I love my workbench. It's nothing fancy. It's you know right. where I got my workbench? Harbor Freight. I, I have a spare bedroom that's in my home, and I have. I don't have a lot of room in here. This is where I want to do it. Why do I want to do it in my spare room instead of a garage or or a basement or something like that? Is because here it's nice and toasty warm. I have an available room. Yeah, my basement's warm. It, it is. I'm actually. kidding. <laughs> it, well, it is once we get the heat going. Right, right, right. But but um, but here this is where I come in the evenings. A lot of times, almost daily. Um, it's where I relax. It's got you know I had the central air, central heat. It all comes into this room. Um, I went out and bought a workbench from Harbor Freight with the coupon at Harbor Freight for twenty percent off that they offer every day. Um. I got this workbench when it was on sale for $79. I would like to add a second workbench at some point in my life and put butt them up against each other. But for now, it works very, very well for me. The nice thing about it is it has some drawers in it on, underneath the workbench. There's two drawers that pull out. I have all kinds of stuff stored inside the drawers. Drawers are awesome on, on anything, um, especially on, on if you can get one built into a workbench. Um, or if you have space, um, one of those chest drawers that you find at the hardware store for tools and such. Right. They are awesome as well. Um, but this this has a, a pegboard a pegboard back wall where I had pegboard hooks and I hang some of my crucial tools that I use like wire cutters and scissors and you know needle nose pliers and small screwdrivers and all my clamps and things like that they hang there and then there's a shelf an overhead there's an overhead shelf above it above the workbench with a, a light on it a, a fluorescent light that comes with it it doesn't uh, it doesn't provide tons of light I, I have to use extra additional lighting right okay but um, as a result um, I do get extra lighting from this for small fluorescent light, but it has a shelf. And on the shelf, I've got other – I have a, a giant rack that you can put little you – know, it's made at the hardware store. They have them that are like – it's like a metal rack with plastic drawers, and you can put nails and stuff in them. I have one of them sitting up there, and it has all kinds of parts and stuff in it too. And uh, And then a million bottles, all my spray cans. It's all within my reach. A million bottles of glue. All my glue sits on that. I went to also to Harbor Freight, and um, these are awesome, and they're really, really cool to have. A magnetic uh, – it's a magnetic bar. It's 18 inches long. It attaches to a workbench of some kind, of any kind, or any way you want to do it. And you, it takes two screws. I, you know, They're two, two sheet metal screws. You put it right into, the, into that upper shelf, and above there on that magnetic bar – I have all my tweezers, um, awls, all the little hand tools, uh, different types of um, you know clamps and tweezers, and um, you know I have dental picks, all kinds of things that would stick to that. I put up there, and they're right above my head. All I have to do is reach up, grab one, and I'm ready to work. Right. Okay. Everything is in reaching distance. 
you know? So that workbench is really cool. It offers all kinds of different uh, ways for me to store things. And it only cost me $79.99 or something like that. Yeah. And uh, it's a cheap workbench. It's not, it's not a big, giant monster workbench like Brett's is but where I can paint over top of it. You know, it offers me a ton. Yours it is, offers me the correct space. Yeah, yours is compact and it's and it's affordable. Right. Mine is right. very affordable, but it only if you have the room for it. So, Correct. you know, mine probably only cost me my problem. My whole bench is, I don't know. It's like 10. It's, I don't know, eight foot. It's pretty big. Eight foot by three foot deep yeah. or so or so. And, uh, and it's also got about six feet vertical of storage plus storage underneath it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, you know, but not everyone has the room for that, especially if you're modeling, um, where room is limited, like we were talking about with Kathy Millet on, you know, a couple a couple episodes ago, where where storage right. space is limited, you might not be able to have a big workbench like that. So right, or many modelers that live in in towns and cities right, and things right, like right. that. Yeah. So 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 for me, if you have the room, you know, some two by four and some plywood, fifty bucks, sixty bucks, you can build a pretty decent sized workbench. But if you don't, yeah, you know, there's options at Harbor Freight, there's options at Lowe's and Home Depot right. to buy some. Pre-made mm-hmm. workbenches, and um, and they're nice. And they're just as good. And the nice thing, and I will say, uh, yours is great. Your 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 workbench is awesome. I'm not going to knock your workbench at all, and I'm not knocking yeah. anyone that doesn't have a wood workbench. But I will say the one cool thing about having a wood workbench is when it's made out of two by fours and plywood. If you need like a a screw or a nail driven into the side of it to hang something new. You can just Boom. like get the gun out, get the the drill gun out, and just put it right in the side. And uh, now you got a place to hang your new widget or whatever you got. So, right, I get that, um, and I get I get by on that myself because it's magnets. got metal construction. Go ahead, you can put magnets on it. I have magnetic hooks. Yeah, right, right. They're great. I have magnetic hooks all over the place. These magnetic hooks, um, and I, I so, hang things on them. I just dropped one. So we talked about workbenches. Let's transition into. Um, Right. The storage bin. Well, smaller. So we talked about shelving. Right. We talked about so workbenches. Into- so let's get into like tabletop or benchtop workspace storage. Um, right. I know you tubs. have some tubs, containers, little, yep. little tiny things. I have one. I have two of them right now that are actually right inside my reach. The one mm-hmm. is I use it. It's called like my, my stains and why. I don't know. I didn't really label it. I'm going to label it tonight. I label a lot of stuff. Now. It's called, I don't label it, but it's my own name for it. It's the stains and wash bin. And mm-hmm. it's got all my AK stains or all my AK weathering products. It's got all my handmade washes, uh, like my India ink washes, my, uh, my homemade ink washes, uh, mm-hmm. some inks and stuff like that. That's my ink tub, my stain tub. I got one that's like my current work tub where if I'm working on a kit and I'm going up and downstairs or I'm, going back and forth between a TV tray, which is a whole, I think we talked about it on another episode. I have a working TV tray so I can go upstairs and work. Um, right. And not make my wife mad that I'm stuck in the basement hiding the whole time. Uh, <laughs> but I have a, I have a tub that's just for piece, putting pieces and parts in that where I can put everything that I'm going to be needing that night in that small tub. Um, right. And I transport it back and forth that way. And the last thing, and I'll let you take over, um, yeah, we have some. St- I have some stackable stuff that I have some paints and things like that on on my workbench. 
right? Small stackable crates, real small ones. And yeah. I also have a Plano tackle box, uh, small yep. a small tackle box that I use for transporting my work from the workbench to the layout or to upstairs or to wherever I'm working on my uh, model at the current time or whatever I'm working yeah. on. I can pack that tackle box full of stuff and take it wherever I want. It's a great tackle boxes are awesome. I have the same thing on the Plano tackle box bought at the sporting good department in, in Walmart, same deal. Uh, I didn't pay that much for it. You can go to yeah, the you art store for, and you can pay a fortune for an art box. If you go to Walmart, same thing. you go to Walmart, you get a Walmart and you get a plastic Plano tackle box yep. and yeah. they cost you less so, than 10 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> and it's sturdy. It's big. And I can put all my tools in. I'll go to your house. And when I go to work on the layout with you, I can take all the tools that I need, so I'm not borrowing yours all the time. Also, it's great for that, or I can take it in the living room, or I like to take my stuff sometimes when the weather's nice, and it hasn't been too much this summer. It's been rain all year, but I have a nice, out on my patio, uh, I have a nice tabletop, a glass tabletop with the umbrella and everything, and the chairs, and we sit out there and relax under the, you know, out in the outdoors, get some br- fresh air, Take it out there while she's uh, reading or whatever she's working on at the table. <laughs> Usually, some kind of uh, sewing craft or whatever, or just uh, just taking in the t- taking in the air. Um, I'll sit there and I, I can sit there and work on my on my uh, on a model of some kind. Right, and, right, you know, right. Right there, at the table. All I need is my tackle box. It's great. Um, so yeah, what else? Wonderful. What else for tabletop storage? Tabletops. Okay. Well. Okay. Tubs. Um, like you said about plastic tubs, you can get them kitchen. You go to kitchen supply places or anywhere where they sell, you know, housewares, uh, kitchenware, um, any plastic tubs, you can buy them cheap. Um, you can store all kinds of different things in them. You can get them in all various sizes. You can get them in combination sizes of, okay. Um, boxes, little small boxes, like, you know, uh, things that other objects come in, like, you know, jewelry and, huh? Kits. I keep kit boxes. I keep kit, kit boxes are great. I keep good kit boxes for storage. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I, to name a few, I've kept uh, I've kept the CCK, a couple mm-hmm. of the CCK boxes because they are good yep. sturdy boxes. I keep yes. the the clear um, bubble pack. I don't know if they're called bubble pack, but right. the clear package ones that um, some of the yes. Foscale models come in. Right. I've kept some of the Bar Mills boxes. Bar um, mill boxes are great. They are the all of they those have ones a are plastic good. box. They have a plastic box that I have. It's it's a I also, hinged a hinged plastic box, and I put all my little um that's that's my uh, weather uh, dry what do they call it uh, the um the pigments the chalk right. pigments right. little containers. I store them in there. That came in the booty corner box. I also, it's the best box ever. I've also kept the. Um, the blue slipper, the, the blue slipper tavern kit from Casey's workshop. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a nice. If if a kit comes in a nice sturdy container, right. I'm gonna hold on to it, and I'm gonna. It might be a year or so till yeah. I find a use for that box. But right. I'll be damned if on my shelf I don't have four or five or I I don't know. I'm looking right now. I might have eight empty boxes from kits that from very from various manufacturers that I'm going to reuse at some point and I've already used a half dozen or dozen or so um, right so actually I'd be interested to also hear if other people hold on to their kit boxes to store stuff mm-hmm. in because that's that's kind of right. cool actually 
uh, bottles, empty spray bottles. Yep. Bottles. Bottles. Jars. Uh, old, okay. Jars I, with lids. Baby food I jars. save old, uh, well, when, whenever our daughter was on formula, mm-hmm. I was saving formula containers, and I have a whole bunch of stuff stuck in old formula containers, the plastic formula <laughs> containers. Yeah. I've also saved, um, actually, this isn't something I saved, but if you go to Michael's, you can get a dozen um, mason jar containers of various sizes. They have them all the way from like, uh, I don't know, small. I can't tell you the measurement because right. I don't know what it's, it's small, but yeah, small yeah, ones yeah. for stains and, and pigments to right. larger jars for parts and pieces or right. larger mixes of paint you want to keep because uh, you sure. don't want to have to worry about remixing that color. I've done that. Um, right. I also have kept the Parmesan cheese containers uh, oh yeah, food those containers are awesome. Cheese the the sprinkle cheese containers or oh, parmesan parmesan cheese containers are the best for scenery stuff. So yep. uh, what's really good about them is you put you put some sand and soil in them, and we've mm-hmm. used them to sprinkle sand and soil. They're also just good for storing it. But also, if you take some of the um, what's the name of the grass material, like the poly grass material? Yeah, yeah the you, the stuff that stands up. Well, that and the other the other yeah. shredded stuff from Will and Scenics. Oh, okay, but yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Will and Scenics. But yeah. we, but both of the things we've the foam, we, foam ground foam. The, yeah, the foam ground cover. But mm-hmm. um, we've mixed it to make our own colors. Or I have a couple right. times, and you can mix in the Parmesan cheese containers. You can you can mix uh, a lot of it and make a custom color, and you don't have to worry about rematching it later. And getting yeah, I used two for wrong. Scenery Express stuff, and it turned out great with the Scenery Express stuff. It's easy to spread. Yeah. Also, and last one. This is a recycled. This is a recycling tip of the week. This is my recycle. Hey, that might be a new segment. But anyways, uh, <laughs> old butter containers. I save them for everything. The the smaller the ones. Yeah, the plastic Soft butter containers. Butter. You got the you got the country crock, like the giant brown yeah. ones. Those are good for yeah. putting parts and stuff in. I have a bunch of stuff in country crock butter container parts. Right. You might not have not have that in re- your region wherever you're listening to. Yeah. But uh big butter containers. Also the smaller, um more rectangular butter containers. Yeah. They're about the size of like a lunch meat, plastic lunch mm-hmm. meat container. I use those actually for and I have been using them lately for um, paint bins mm-hmm. for mixing paint in them. Yeah. Uh, so I don't have to mix paint in a tiny little pallet hole, like a tiny little yeah. divot in a pallet and get paint everywhere. I'll mix yeah. paint in the old butter and margarine containers. Right. That's a great idea. And they're disposable. So if you mess one up or it dries, you just chuck it. You'll get another one in a week or two when you need to get butter again. Right. For small parts, I like using um, oh, um, film containers. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did. old film containers or old or um, old prescription jars. Pres- uh, your mom gives me a million prescription jars every time <laughs> we you know run out of uh, one goes empty. Uh, they come in here. She usually asks me first, and then uh, she goes, "Do you need any more of these?" I said, "Yep, dump those, dump those bastards right in there in that box." I have <laughs> hey, a box of stuff. In speaking there. of prescriptions, yeah. I also had um, I also had eardrops from the dog, uh-huh. and I saved the old. I washed it, obviously, mm-hmm. but I saved the old dropper from it, the dropper container. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to use it for yet, but I'm sure that I'm going to mix something soon in the future that I'm going <laughs> to use that dropper for because I've been... Putting- right, and 
you know, whether it's going to be a glue mix or something, I'm going to use it. But I, once I cleaned it out and the medicine was all out of it for the dog's ear medicine, I was like, well, this, I can reuse this down in the basement and it's small. It's not clutter. It's, I'm going to hide it until I need it. And I, and I'll think of something in the next couple months where I'll need it. But, uh, right. Being res- metal containers. And the one thing, any type of metal container. The one thing that's nice about what we're talking about tonight, and it's less about modeling, but it involves, it's yeah. not about modeling itself, but it's, it's to help but, you model. But it affects, it really, it affects your work quality. Mm-hmm. The, the cool thing about storage is it doesn't have, like my dad said earlier, it doesn't have to cost you a lot of money. You can right. look around your house and look at old food containers when you, when you're finished with that thing, like a like spaghetti sauce or pasta sauce, yeah, um, that glass jar, wash it out. Now it's clean, and you can use it to store some parts in it. Or, you know, yeah. you can be resourceful and be organized at the same yeah. time and recycle some stuff. You don't have to go out and buy hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of storage stuff because storage containers and shelving can get expensive. Um, you yeah. know, you go to the local. Hey, store. if I'm gonna have to pay. If I okay, my trash company wants me to recycle stuff, and then they want me to wash the jars out. If I if I'm gonna wash a jar out, Damn, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna, wash a I'm jar gonna out, store something. It's gonna go to me, right? Yeah, I'm gonna recycle it my own way. Why should they get the money for it? That's the way I look at it. And and um, you know, so so definitely that you know, it's it's definitely a great resources can be found on the right. wastage that you have just in your kitchen. You know, or you're in any household. Actually, you know like what? I said about the medicine containers. You know what I like? Yes. Tonight, I think we've started a new subset on our blog, and it'll be really easy to write about. Yeah. Is. Okay. I think the one cool thing that would benefit a lot of people is if we can, and maybe it won't. Who cares? If it doesn't benefit you, whatever. But. Uh, Devise a list? Yeah, we're going to start making a list of things you can reuse for storage. And it's super, I love that idea. It's super simple. It'll just be a standalone post. It'll be up there forever. And as we find things that we can re- you reuse to store, mm-hmm. we'll just put it on a bullet list and add it to it and maybe a picture or two. But uh, that's a, if you're going to buy stuff, that's fine. You know, um, hey, I think it's actually I think it's more fun to reuse stuff because it's it's it it, is. It, what it does for me is it, it sparks that create. It's almost like sparking that creative part of my brain right. where. I'm but if I'm at a, like a dollar store or something like that, I'm picking stuff up. I'll sometimes see something that goes, oh, that, this would be perfect for, and I'll pick it up, and it doesn't cost me more than a dollar. Totally. You know, usually it's two or three containers stuck together, and they, <laughs> their storage bins that way. And you know, so those are things that are great. Office supply things are great for your workbench top. You talked about workbench top. I kind of got away from that. Right. And I'm going to jump on that right now. To organize my workbench. Pencil, pencil containers at the at hardware stores. I know hardware stores. You can find them at office supply places, but you can find them at, at discount places like Dollar Generals and Dollar Stores and that type of thing. Discount stores, and they'll have them on sale real cheap, usually like a buck or two. And you don't need many, but it's great for paintbrushes. It's great for pens, for pencils. Um, I. I have a bunch of Sharpie markers I use for modeling. Uh, sometimes you need to add certain certain specific colors that I can better adhere to something with a marker. Um, and, and it's been done. You can read some articles on that online. I think uh, Doug Fiscali has uh, uh, some articles about that. He's used uh, some Sharpie markers for some things. Okay, but 
um, I have all the different colors and I put them into these containers that are made for pencils. Okay. On my workbench, and I talked about this one other time, I have these, they're made for inside your kitchen cabinets. They're round and they rotate. They're lazy Susan. They're made out of plastics. I got, um, I got them on sale. You can buy them at any kitchen supply place or, um, you know, any, any place like, uh, What's a, the famous kitchen place? They sell all the. Um, it's all over the country. Um, I have no Bed, idea. Bath and Beyond. There you go. They have them, and they're not very expensive. It's like t- it cost me like ten or twelve bucks, and I sit it on here. It's two tiered. Got a rubber base on the bottom, so it holds things on it. You can put things underneath it. It spins. It's circular. On top of it, I went to uh, another discount place. It was selling stuff for women's makeup uh, containers are plastic clear things and the women put their makeup brushes and things like that in them they're compartmentalized i put them on top i put two of them on top one on each side and uh, on top of the circular rotatable uh, thing it sits right on the right on my workbench right next to my um my cutting mat and it has all my paint brushes in it all my pipettes uh, the sponges that are on sticks that you use for crafts, that type of thing. Right. All my wire brushes, uh, glue, a full bottle of glue. This is all on the top level. Full bottle of glue of uh, wood, all my wood glue and my um, tacky glue. I got a bottle on each side. Um, you know, these are all these different things that are reachable. I need to grab quick and then work from. They're usually, you know, stick items. Uh, right. I say stick right. items, I mean things that are long and thin and you, you pull and use a lot. And then on the bottom level, I put my most usable craft paints, uh, the, the two ounce bottles of Americana and full cart craft paints right. on the bottom level. Only the ones I use the most, you know, the blacks, the whites, the, the, the raw Sienna, burnt Sienna, uh, that type of thing, uh, burnt umber, you know, the ones I use quite often, maybe 15 jars. Uh, 15 bottles and then um my favorite ones and then i have underneath there in baby food jars i have my paint thinner uh alcohol these are the ones i pick up and use on my on my cutting mat i can just dip it open them up quick dip them in dip the brush in clean my brush um paint thinner alcohol uh the 93 percent alcohol and then another jar with mineral spirits right right and on these baby food jars with a piece of masking tape I just write on the top in a in a sharpie marker. Oh shoot! I just spirits. write right on the lid. Right. Oh, you could write on the lid. Um, I just put the plot. Uh, what happens is I slop. Eventually, I'll slop uh, um, the paint thinner on there, and uh, somehow it gets on top of the lid, and then it disappears. So um, this way, it's on this. It's on this tape. Anyways, that's how I do it. Right. But. The, um, you know, I, I have a, a little plastic container that had I, God knows what in it. It's a screw on cap and I keep all my corks in that. That's on the bottom level. That's just one of those. I have makeup uh, for women. It's a rotatable thing. I got it at some drugstore on sale. I think I paid like, like $6 for it. I use it extensively for it holds all of my AK interactive paints um, on two levels, it has little tiny compartments built into it. These are awesome. There's a million little, there's a little, little, a million little racks and things that are out there that you can find and buy, and you can find them at places like drugstores or right, right. Um, 
places like TJ Maxx and and uh, yeah, you can uh, repurpose uh, most things that, that yeah, you find these elsewhere. Places where they sell makeup stuff for women, uh, storage containers, and those right. types of things. But you <laughs> repurpose it. You're not. <laughs> oh my word! You're not putting makeup or stuff on it. Obviously, you're just maybe you're you are. Who you cares if you are? Yeah, yeah. Who cares if you are? So <laughs> then, and then of course we have. Um, you know, that's that's what's on my workbench. I have a. Um, these are things that I that I like to store. Everything's in reach of my work of right. my workspace of my cutting mat workspace. One on each side, and all I have to do is rotate it, grab it, boom, I'm gone. Yep. Under, underneath my workbench is a bottom shelf on that workbench I told you about I got from Harbor Freight on the bottom of that is these racks and you have one that's smaller but um, the racks that I bought at AC Moore or Michael's you can buy them um, they, they're they going to cost you uh, they're going to be 15 to $20 depending on what one you get um, it's an everyday price that rack holds it's a spinnable rack it holds the pl- the plastic bottles for those craft paints. All my other craft paints go in those racks. Each rack holds 112 bottles. They're nice and organized according to my the color schemes that I have. I have the browns and the blues all in different rows. Okay, yeah. okay. I have two racks of them full. That's 224 bottles of paint. And you know, one one on the one side, one on the other side of me on that bottom shelf. Uh, it, it, you know, right, right, right there. So all I have to do is reach down under my shelf, grab the bottle, and I'm spin the thing if I need to, and grab the bottle I need. Boom! I'm ready to rock. You right. Know? Um, those wire rack, they're like a wire rack thing that holds bo- uh, two ounce paint bottles for craft paint. Yeah, yeah, those yeah. Those are yeah. invaluable. You have one as well. Yep. I'm sure. Um, I'm sure. So it's, a, I'm sure it's a common occurrence. A lot of a, among a lot of right. a lot of modelers. When I first got into this, I was like, oh, I saw that, and I was like, I'm never getting that. I'm not gonna have that many of them. Right. Well, pfft, oh my god. Now you I don't have enough. Filled, I, I, I'm probably thinking of a third now. So it, it's like, um, you know, that those kind of things help make your whole space feel organized. Totally. Totally. And, and um. Yeah, so that's that's the kind of things I keep on my workbench. At the one far end of the workbench, I had my uh, Dremel tool in one of those uh, Dremel tool, um, like a so it looks like a drill press. Drill press, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I had that at the far end, but but other than that, I mean, this holds a lot of stuff on it. Uh, coffee mugs, yeah. If you have old coffee mugs you don't like to use, they're great to put uh, tools and stuff in. Um, you know, plastic bunch, cups. Yeah, I use a bunch of uh, old coffee mugs and stuff like that. Pla- old plastic yep. cups are good for paint brushes and and things oh, like yeah. that. Um, yeah, plastic cups from fast food places, right, uh, are awesome that way. Um, They're disposable, you know. Right. So um, yeah, I I think we hit a lot on that. That's a. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a bunch. Okay. Unless well, you have more. I was just telling you, organizing your space is great. And then the other thing I wanted to really touch on real quick is um, with with that with the with your space. Um, we talked about the advantages and dis- disadvantages, and one of the advantages that uh, I don't think we did talk about was how it makes you feel. It makes me feel good to it know. It makes me feel everything- special. It does. It makes no special. It makes me feel good to know that all I'm my stuff kidding. is organized. I feel I'm proud of my setup. Right. You know, right. I'm proud of how it's set up. for I'm me. I'm proud of my it mess. Makes, it makes me feel like a better modeler, maybe a little bit. 
because it's all organized. I know where it's at. I feel oh, like shit. this is a great space for me. I'm, I, you need to go into building and painting on your stuff. My, 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 my model, my modeling space does not make me feel organized. Um, but, it, <laughs> but I do enjoy it. So, but you uh, enjoy it, but I'm saying sometimes, you know, having that for me, having everything the way I want it yeah. makes me feel comfortable. Oh, yeah, and to each and his own. Sure does for a lot of for a lot of people. And to each so, his own on that. Right. You know, I mean but think about some people space. some people just work messy and some people work clean and it just depends on how you right. how you work. Um, yeah. And I don't want a lot of listeners don't message me saying, "Well, you know, and you have it's easy for you to say cuz you you know, you have a room and you have a space." No, man, if you work it you can find and make a way to work with whatever you're dealing with. Yeah. You know, make it work to your advantage. You can work with any space. That, right. You know, if you use your head and become, you know, think about it. Um, you don't have to have a giant area or a big room or you can do this in small confined spaces. Totally. If you plan it right. Yes. Hey, and yes. real quick, update. Yes. Capitals Penguins one one. Jacob Vron just scored and tied it up. Anyways, back to organizing. I was doing silent. <laughs> done with it, I was doing silent fist pumps in the air just now. Of Jacob Vron organizing at this point. So um, you know, but yeah, I'm- hey, real quick before we wrap up this whole episode, and it's a little bit a little bit shorter, but um, I want to end it with two more patron questions because what's unique about this week is they are actually coming in live as we are recording it. Okay, good. So are you cool with that? Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Do Two it. more questions. One comes from our good old pal, Lynn. Uh, mm-hmm. We love you, Lynn. Uh, he's asking, um, do you do platforms for your buildings or not? He does both, but most of the time, the base is just to the edge of the building and not beyond. What's your take on this? Um, I just put the buildings right on the right on our layout. Like, I mean, I might build a foundation, but yeah, I don't we'll build a foundation. I don't really do a platform specific for that I mean, building. I am having to do it on the one side on the hill uh, yeah. going up through the city. Yeah. I'm having to I'm having to shape the foam we have to done make a, a platform. We to have fit done certain we have done some where we did have to do a platform because yeah. hey, it's two one caps. Anyways, I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. But we have okay. do, we have done ones where we built a platform up to make it match because it's a grade and we couldn't obviously put the building on an angle that would look ridiculous so (laughs) maybe we should just do that it would save us a ton of time just put the buildings on an angle all the floors are all angled all wrong and everything (laughs) houses but but no uh they're sleeping they're sleeping on an angle they slide down the end of their bed most of the time i just we do build platforms for um for... Why do I keep waking up on the floor? <laughs> my <laughs> my cup of water is sliding off the table. Anyways, uh, that's a lot of spilt beer in those bars that we have too. But no, we it's it's about fifty fifty, Lynn. Yeah. Uh, all right, and he, the last one, and we've run into this before. Um, Dave Cruzwick, who mm-hmm. posted this about five minutes ago, asks uh, nail holes. No, not whether to do them or not. Because he likes doing them, we like putting them right. in. But his question Sometimes. is: Well, I—I I mean, I do them all by hand. By the way, I don't use a pounce wheel. I do mine. I, I've been using my hand. I, I've been using a. Uh, I use a. Tri- yeah, I use a, a pin or an awl. 
Yeah. Everyone's going to cringe when I say this, but I use a trim nail, a thin trim nail. Oh, I don't use okay. a special tool. I use a real thin trim nail and I punch a hole every time I want to put a nail hole in Sweet. with a real thin nail. Anyways, uh, Dave is asking uh, location. He puts at two foot or three foot intervals to scale regardless of door window locations, but I'm told it's more correct to run them up along window and door framing. But windows often appear over doors in a way that is not symmetrical, throwing off the whole every so feet roll. What's mm-hmm. up? What's up with that? By the way, love Sculpey. Um, <laughs> hey, yes. Yeah, so Sculpey is if you if if anyone isn't familiar with Sculpey, before we get into Dave's question, Sculpey was a seagull or is a seagull. I hope he still exists. Um, I have a whole jar full of Sculpey seagulls. Good. Well, Sculpey is a seagull that my dad premiered, and he, well, Sculpey, my dad introduced Sculpey to the beautiful world of model railroading, and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, it's, uh, he got ragged on, my, I know you got, you caught a little bit of grief for Sculpey because of how ridiculous he looked, but you embraced it. And, yes. um, on our, on our overtime at the bench patron only page, Sculpey, is now going to become the mascot of the patron group. Right. So, uh, Sculpey is a really ugly seagull, but we all love him and don't disrespect the Sculpey. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> he's, a, he's a seagull I made out of Sculpey, Sculpey, uh, oven dry looking. clay. I put them in the oven. They came out. They were like giant seagulls. To scale, bigger than a dog. To scale, he'd be bigger than a dog. And the beak. Bigger than a large and dog. The beak, that way. And the beak of the seagull would have been like four feet long. <laughs> <laughs> and they're half the height of an of a HSGL car. So, so, so anyways, yeah. back to Dave's question. <clears throat> um, do you worry about... Um, the nail holes? Do you worry about throwing off the symmetry of the nail holes with the every so feet rule, or do you just do yeah. them around window frames and door frames as well? Um, I so, do them around window frames and door frames as well, and I, I go every two feet the whole way across, and then I add after I, that. That's what I, I do. I do them to scale to the foot across yeah. the board. Now, I don't right. put, uh, and then where there's a, where, and I, I kind of use it where the board would end. Mm. So if there's a door frame or a window frame, yeah. Obviously, the board's going to be ending there, and there's going to be right. extra lumber. When you look at the construction of a home on the inside where the framing is, and mm-hmm. if there's any framers there, please feel free to chime in. Uh, the There's extra lumber where the framing is because you have to shore up the... You, you're not putting a beam every 16 inches on center. Right. So there, where the board ends, there would be a nail to hold the board or the siding to the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I put them around the door frames. I'm, I think you're probably coming from the same train of thought that I, I do am. the same. Yeah, door frames, window frames. I, I do the same thing, um, simply because um, I, I go with the first. I do the every two foot, two scale feet, and then once I get across and I do the whole wall, then I go back through and do along the window edges. If for whatever reason that door that every two foot ends at that exact spot. Perfect. If not, I add them. Yeah. Right. Yep. So that's our that's our last of the patron only questions of the week, and um, sweet. They came in mid recording, so had to yep. pop them in there. But um. But yeah, that's that, good. That's uh. That's all I got for tonight. What about you? 
Me too. That's it. Um, we were going to talk about what we're doing. I'm still doing the same thing as last time. So yeah, not mine's not much that. of an update. Um, and we're going to just kind of go with that. I'm, I'm, I am wrapping up the lumber yard. And once I'm done with that, I'll be starting something else. But uh, you'll all get to see that when I post it. And, um, you know, we're very busy right now as well. Um, I want to touch on this before we wrap it up. We're only a month away, less than a month away now uh, from the uh, fine scale model, fine scale model railroad expo, which uh, will be November 1st to the 3rd in Albany. We will be there. We've been talking about everybody else being there. Um, and I haven't talked much about us being there and let me get you up to speed. I've been busy at it working, huh? You're going to be there. I will be there, but HSGO customs will be represented. You will be able to find us at one of the tables in there. I'm not sure where we'll be located, wherever they decide to stick us, uh, probably in a closet. (laughs) And, um, if they were smart, that's where they would put us. But, um, we will have a big orange banner to find us on the front of our table uh, that says HO Skill Customs with our logo. Uh, we are set to go. We, you, will, you will also see two big microphones on the table. We uh, That's where we'll be talking and interviewing and doing. I'll be doing live. Um, I'll be doing our our regular podcast from right. here on that Friday. On, actually, we're going to record it on Thursday. I already have it re- prearranged. We're going to do a live re- we're not live recording, but we're going to do a recording. All recordings on Thursday. Live. Right, correct. Yeah. Anyways, back so, to back to that. Right. So we're going to go to we're going to do it Thursday at late afternoon. At this is going to be done that week from the vendors' uh, room, in, and I will be talking with some of the uh, uh, some of the um, founders that we talked with before. Uh, but we're going to be doing it directly from the vendor's room, talking about what is found in there. We're going to give you a pre-show, and uh, we're going to talk about you know the people that are here, how they're setting up, and you know the whole thing. Get you all pumped for it if you're heading for it. If not, uh, you can vicariously live the show through us on the show uh, as we present it to you uh, throughout. That'll air on Friday as it normally does. The right. Thursday edition we record, we air it on Friday. Throughout the day on Friday, I may do something live on Facebook on Thursday night or Thursday evening um, uh, just to get you fired up for it. And then Friday throughout the day, I will have live Facebook feeds, kind of like what we do, not at the workbench, at the show. I'm going to be walking around, showing uh, the, the show, talking to other modelers talking to uh, you know other modelers that come to the show, uh, our visitors of the show. Um, I will be talking with um, Jason Jensen at some point. We're gonna, he's going to be doing a live build. I will right. be filming some of that live build. You're also going to be doing do a live kit, aren't you? I, I am. I am going to do that, a live kit build. That's what right. he's doing. No, no, no you and, will be doing a live vehicle kit. I'm going to do it with Dan Raymond. Right. He is going to come to our table and at some point during Saturday, Friday or Saturday, and he's going to sit at our table and him and I are going to work. He's going to show me how he does vehicles. I'm going to build one with him and uh, we're going to have it filmed and we're going to talk to you about it while it's happening right. with Dan. It's going to be awesome. Then over at uh, the Foscale Models, uh, Rod Podmani is going to be working on a live build that they have arranged over there. I'm going to be over there talking to him and asking him questions at some point during those two days. 
there's going to be a lot of that. I'm going to take you inside the model, um, the model room where the uh, contest room will be. And we're going to show you some of the beautiful, beautiful work that is done there live uh, on a live feed. There's going to be many live feeds through the day um, as well. Right. Uh, uh, so these are things that are going to be happening. You can come by our table, uh, visit me, say hi. Um, hi. Be there, but um, yeah, but um, we're gonna <laughs> don't we're be a stranger. Have, come we're up gonna and have talk a to couple us. giveaway items. We're gonna do some fun giveaway items where you can uh, enter your name and uh, address and phone number, or whatever, or email address, I guess. And you know, we're gonna have a drawing for some for some uh, free some door some prizes. Free giveaways from yep. HSL Custom. Yeah, door prize type things, and not a lot of them, but we have some. And and then of course. Um, you know, it, please stop by. I'm saying probably like uh, we'll make an announcement, but like one o'clock on Friday, if you're at the show and you're going there, please stop by. Visit me. I want to talk to all the listeners that stop by the table. We're going to have like a meet and greet um, at some point. So, right. yeah, a lot of things on the docket. Busy, busy, busy weekend. Over the next couple of days. Yes, but I want to really I want to put out the HO skill custom side of this and put it out, let you know, we're going to be there and we're going to have a lot of fun. I'm going to keep you people in the loop all the time of what's going on. So stay tuned, keep your ears open and eyes open on Facebook for a lot of that live feed stuff too. That's it. No, it's good. It's all good stuff. So uh, I'm out of breath. I wish I was there. I know I let you go for like 20 minutes there, but uh, (laughs) I'm just kidding. No, it's all good. So, um, that's a wrap on tonight's episode. Uh, yeah. We hope you guys enjoy it. Have a good weekend with Model Railroading. As usual, like us on Facebook if you haven't already. Instagram, Pinterest, Reddit, we're everywhere. Also, if you can't become a patron of the show, we I mean, we appreciate everyone just listening. Um, you can head on over to iTunes or Google Play and give us a rating. Um, a rating is just as good. Give us a five-star rating on YouTube. I mean, I'm sorry, <laughs> on uh, iTunes or Google Play. Yeah, um, that means just as much to us as uh, becoming a patron. So if you love our yeah, show, and on Facebook, put a like on Facebook, put a like on Instagram. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, add us as your add us, uh, you know, um, you know, you know, add us to your to your list. I mean, definitely, especially on Instagram, right? You know, follow right. us. But, uh, but yeah, but if you can't become a patron and you and 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 you just want to like and share our page, our page, or give us a five star rating on uh, iTunes or Google Play, that's just as cool. So, um, or or even if you just share our episode with uh, your model railroading community or with your friends, that's that's just as good too. So, um, oh, oh, also we're going to be interviewing. Uh, um, sorry. Uh, from Micro Illumina, we have Bill Satori is going to be there like we talked last At week. Show, yep. And we're going to watch. He's going to be doing a special electrical thing for us as well with lighting. Very so, cool. So uh, I will be filming that as well. Sorry. Just, no, didn't mean good. to miss out on that. It's but. good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, hey, that's it, guys. Uh, enjoy this. Ep- I hope you enjoyed this episode. Enjoy your weekend. Have fun modeling. I know it's getting cooler out. It's fall. I hate fall. I hate winter. So I'm going to be stuck inside modeling. Um <laughs> But that's all I got. We will talk to you guys later. Have a good one. Peace out.